0: Hey, this is Pete with WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com right here in Chicago, your escape from ordinary radio. And I'm privileged once again to have the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Andrew WK on the line. Andrew, how's everything going today?
1: I'm partying. Thank you very much for having me back on your show.
0: Oh, it's our pleasure, man. It's our pleasure. Uh, Very exciting news. Riot Fest is this weekend here in Chicago, and for the third time in a row, you will be gracing the stages of Riot Fest with a very special performance. You're playing this Sunday, and in ad- addition to that, you're going to be doing a special DJ set at Beauty Bar on Saturday night. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the DJ set and what people can I- expect from uh, from your show?
1: Uh, well, the DJ set is exactly that. It's a DJ set. I have uh, a lot of different CDs. That's how I prefer to DJ. Uh, I've tried doing it with records. I even tried doing it with the computer, like I've seen a lot of people doing today, but CDs are my chosen format for a variety of reasons, probably mostly just because that's the format I have spent the most time with in my life, and I like the way they shine and twinkle and glisten, that material, whatever you call that, silicon, or the little round discs, they just really appeal to me in that way. So I have all kinds of uh, songs and uh, great music of all different varieties. But it's all going to be spirited, obviously very high energy and very partyable uh, for a great night of Saturday uh, dancing and fun and revelry. Um, uh, I, I may even seek in some of my own songs in there. Uh, that's always, you know, uh, it's always questionable. I feel like when you're DJing to play too much of your own songs. This is a chance for me to play a bunch of my favorite songs by other people. But no matter what, it's going to be a party night.
0: Oh, and it's going to rock Chicago. And if you've never seen this man live. You owe it to yourselves. Go this Sunday. You're at 3 o'clock on the Rise stage at Riot Fest. You're going to bring it as you always bring it. For those who have never seen you before, Andrew, what can they expect from your live performance?
1: Well, I'm bringing my full rock and roll band, and uh, we will be playing You know, with all that we have in that brief but very special festival moment. Uh, it, there's so much power there. Uh, just in general, with all, all the acts performing, but also all the people there, all the uh, festivities in the air lend themselves so well to what I'm interested in, which is partying and that, that that physical rush of excitement, of power, of real physical energy. I mean, you feel your body come alive when the party is strong, and you couldn't ask for a better party to play your songs to or a better party crowd to sing along than in Chicago. So uh, we'll be playing... You know, full tilt, boogie, all the way through, down and dirty, raw and dog, party blowout as hard as we possibly can.
0: Awesome, awesome. Now, you've been insanely busy over the last, like, year or so. In fact, last week you just gave a lecture on the philosophy of partying at the uh, Baltimore uh, School for the Arts, if I'm correct. W- what was that like? How cool was it to, to go to a, a university and give a lecture about the importance of partying?
1: Uh, well it's always a pleasure to go anywhere uh in the name of partying to represent what i consider the pretty much most exciting pastime or activity or physical event that a human can engage in a uh, party is uh is the most fun thing i could think of doing with my life so i decided to do it all the time every day, nonstop, and to be able to represent the spirit of that Concept or that that the, the spirit of that spirit really mm-hmm. uh, to young people or to whoever shows up and is interested it, it's a privilege I just feel very lucky I feel a bit baffled even sometimes almost in a daze for a variety of reasons but especially that I'm getting to uh, to pursue this dream uh, it, it's a great it's a great blessing really I mean I feel very lucky but I also feel that I have an obligation to live up to the. The, the richness and the, the fantastic uh, legacy of partying throughout human history, and to continue to, to support it and to make uh, a room for it to exist in the world, and that we all get to enjoy it.
0: Awesome, awesome, and you're doing an excellent job as the ambassador of partying. Thank you. Now, it's, it's really crazy because not only were you at uh, the Baltimore School for the Arts, but about a month ago you were on the Glenn Beck show to talk about partying and the philosophy of partying. What was that experience like?
1: Oh, well, it was, it was very good. I mean, it was a, a brief appearance, a TV appearance. Those are quite a bit Shorter, uh, they go by very fast at least. So there's some adrenaline, and the atmosphere lends itself to a kind of high paced intensity compared to the lecture, which can go on for an hour or two mm-hmm. hours or something. But, you know, any mode that I can use to get this feeling out there, I, I want to use. I, I'm open to pretty much anything and anyone that uh, is interested in it. And again, those same feelings it's really a feeling of goodwill and excitement and love. and Me, best of all, just glad that you're not dead. Yeah. You know, and really being aware of that and and, and doing something about it. You know, it's a physical rush of possibility. It's like the idea of possibility manifested as a physical sensation. And that feeling can can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. But once it's there and you have that feeling, you can harness it. And you can do with it really whatever you want.
0: Now, i got to ask you something because you're really huge on social media. I follow you on Twitter. You're on Instagram, all of that. And over the last few months to about a year, you've had a lot of people asking you advice on life. And, in fact, I, I came across one. It was a op-ed piece you wrote for the uh, New York Village Voice. And it was uh, an individual asking you about prayer. What is it like to have these people who you've never met before in your entire life coming to you and asking you these really deep philosophical questions?
1: Uh, Well, it's surprising, I guess, is the first feeling, because uh, I never imagined that I would really be thinking about those things at all, personally, let alone being asked about it from, from someone who's really looking to me as, uh, well, see, I don't think they're looking to me as someone who's going to tell them some kind of special answer that they don't already know, but just that they would look to me to talk about this with. I mean, that's how I think of uh, all this stuff, especially the advice column. I'm not an expert. I'm barely, barely an expert on being me. So it's hard for me to speak with some kind of authority. All we're doing is discussing these ideas, And, and it's really comforting to me to, to, to realize that someone else is also thinking about life. And when we can think about it together, it's, it's supportive. It just feels good. It feels like even if you never meet this person, you know that you're not the only one going through this experience called being alive. And I certainly get a lot out of it because I ended up thinking about things and considering things that maybe I haven't really thought about very much. So I really got to give it to these people, one, for, for writing in, but then for really being so brave to to dive into topics that can be challenging or or threatening or even painful at times.
0: We kind of took a a page out of the book, and we went to some of our listeners to ask them if there was any questions that they wanted me to ask you. And one of the questions we selected was, what's the hardest you've ever partied in your life?
1: Well, geez, I mean, I guess it depends on how you kind of define the hardness. I mean... If, it's, if it comes to endurance, I believe I stayed up for about four days straight, meet the deadline for my uh, second album. And when you anything that requires endurance, any kind of stamina, uh, experiences in life, whether it's physical or mental or a combination of both, uh, it, it, you do go through a full range of emotions and, and sort of sensations. I mean, it became very surreal at times there were times when I think around the third day where I really lost track of of pretty much everything. I mean, all I could think about was the the song I was recording there and really didn't have the the capacity or the the, the resources to really think about anything else. So there was an incredible focus that came with it, which I didn't anticipate. There were times when I had more energy than I had, even when I had been perfectly rested, like my body was pulling up uh, resources and, and digging deep into uh, places that I didn't even realize existed inside my own soul. So anytime you push yourself, anytime you, you party extremely hard, basically just live as as alive as you can, you're going to actually grow yourself.
0: Last year when we talked, uh, I talked to you about college radio, and you said how listening to college radio kind of uh, helped you experience college even though you were unable to actually attend Do you have any advice for current college radio DJs who are working at their stations right now, like how to put a show together that would be appealing to their listeners or or, or things like that?
1: Well, I never ran a show, but I was able to guest host a few radio shows in my day and was given some great advice by other very accomplished radio folks. And one thing that they pointed out to me that I thought was so fantastic, they said that no matter, and I really experienced this actually at College Radio stations. sometimes when I would go there, my friends were hosting shows, and it would be 3 a.m. or, you know, a very odd hour where there was sort of the assumption that maybe no one was even listening. Even if one person is listening, even if it's just you listening right then as you're broadcasting, that counts for a lot, and you can make a tremendous impact and connection with however many listeners you have, even if they're very limited. And on top of that, speak to your listeners as though it is only one person. Not with the idea that you're scaling everything back, but the idea that it's an intimate moment. It's a time of, with you and that person together. Not, hey, everybody out there, okay, it's me, one here, talking to everybody else out there. that just blurs everything. So get very specific. Say, hello, how are you? Thank you for tuning in and listening. How is your day going? Because when I've listened to radio, I really felt like they were talking right to me. And I think that's an easy tip that you can not only use in radio, but in life in general. Cut through to the individual, you know?
0: But you actually had a perfect segue in. Uh, One of my questions is, if you could have Andrew W.K.'s own show on a college radio station, what would be some of the music that we could expect from that, that program?
1: Well, I would definitely take requests. That's a huge, huge part of my radio experience, probably one of the most exciting times I ever had in my younger life, was calling into a radio station, requesting a song, and then waiting maybe three or four hours, and actually finally hearing it, and they actually played it, and it was a bit of an oddball song, and it wasn't a very small station. I believe I requested this on a relatively large, you know, FM station at the time, and the, the idea that I could call in, one, just that the, the actual radio DJ or sounded like him answered the phone, that was very exciting. And then the idea that I actually had some kind of input into what was going to be broadcast was just, I mean, it really was one of a, sort of those early life-changing moments. And then, you know, just as when I was about to give up and say, oh, they're never going to play it, they actually did. Uh, so I would take requests. That would probably be my main my main thing. I, that, that to me is such a, an exciting part of, of radio and really does continue that, what we were talking about before, that idea of it's you and this person together, you know, making this show.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I used to sit there too and make a request and then wait the three to four hours to actually <laughs> hear your song. But when you heard it, it was the greatest thing ever because you did make an impact then on that station and it, it was fantastic. Um totally. Uh, a little bit more serious question for, for College Radio. From your perspective, what does College Radio need to do in order to remain relevant? You know, I'm sure you've heard over the last few years you've had universities selling off their their College Radio Station licenses. In fact, earlier this year we had WRAS out in Atlanta that had 100,000 watts that the university took the station away from the students from your perspective as not only a fan but as an artist what to college radio what does it need to do in order to remain relevant in this ever-changing uh, society
1: well jeez I mean that's just really unfortunate to hear about that I actually didn't have any idea that this was a, a real problem that was uh, facing the college radio phenomenon in general well one I would really make it clear to the universities or the people who are in charge or think they're in charge that uh, they're not in charge of this and that this belongs to the students that's why it's called student radio and not faculty radio or university radio or teacher radio it's a college radio station and the students make up the college so anything you can do to harness your power and your influence there uh, really push it and really push it through that these are long-term commitments there are people that I've met. Uh, of course, we're very passionate about music and radio. Who specifically went or tried to go to certain colleges because of the radio station, because of the reputation? And the really great stations have been able to actually make a name for themselves that goes far beyond whatever a class, a radio class, or just serving the immediate community. They can become global phenomenons in in terms of getting new music out there, but also just in the uh, the community, the atmosphere, the cultural value they lend to. really their whole city so just you know make it clear because who knows who these you know rule makers are and what they think they might not even like music or they might think it's I mean they have all kinds of crazy ideas so try to cut through to them Uh, otherwise just keep it as exciting as you possibly can and and don't be afraid to reach out because uh, it it can seem like oh well you know no one's gonna want to support our station you'd be surprised I mean I would do anything to help out any college station just because uh, they've always helped me out. So, so you know, contact people. I'll come on, and I'll have a party for you.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, we'll have to have you come back into uh, to WXAV next time you're in Chicago, because the door is always open for you to come here and do your own radio show. We'd love to have you.
1: Well, thank you very much for the invitation. I would sincerely take you up on that.
0: Final question I have for you, and we're going to take it real quick back to uh, to Riot Fest, because Riot Fest, this Sunday, it's this weekend in Chicago, Andrew WK Three o'clock on the Rise stage at Riot Fest. Uh, Andrew, what's the most exciting thing or band you're looking forward to the most this weekend at Riot Fest?
1: Oh, geez. I mean, there's there's so many. That's, that's always a loaded trick question. Well, not that you meant it in that spirit, but I can't. I can't. I mean, I really feel like, especially a festival, is a very good example versus a traditional concert where there may be a couple opening bands and then a headlining band. A festival is such a, a menagerie, a plethora, a multitude. It's like the whole festival becomes a band.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what
1: I mean? And, and I don't just mean all the performers, but everybody there, all the organizers, I mean, all the amount of behind-the-scenes work, the entire neighborhood, uh, that sort of lends itself for those days to allowing this thing to happen, or at least you know not holding it back from happening. It's this incredible team effort, and a band is, is a team, really, so this is just like a giant band, and that's what I'm looking forward to the most, is seeing this whole thing play uh, like a great show.
0: Awesome. Andrew W.K., thank you so much for, for giving us so much of your time today. We really appreciate it.
1: Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for partying. Keep, keep, keep doing it.